welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Last week, we talked about fruit-flavored things that we like and don't like, and we brought something up. We brought up Cactus Cooler. Uh-huh. I'm proud to say that today, I did, in fact, obtain and consume a Cactus Cooler. <laughs> cactus Cooler is delicious, but guess what else I obtained? What did you obtain? Uh, Pepsi Nitro. I, I still like... I'm so glad they don't discontinue that. Well, oh, I got one of those in the fridge. I got, got one of those one in, in the fridge. fridge. I just I remembered. I, <laughs> I got mine's in the fridge. It's like, I'm so happy they haven't discontinued it because it is a, like better, really good, not better, but it is a really good alternative, like, like drink, you know what I mean? Because it's not carbonated. It has a really nice draft, you know, feel to it. So it's really like, really good alternative instead of having a really like carbonated drink all the time. It, it's the only soda that I can drink like half of it immediately because it's so smooth. Yeah, it feels like we're doing an ad, <laughs> but it is that it's good. good. It's so it's, good. it's so good. It's like it's like syrupy. <laughs> I got I got the blue one actually in the like, fridge right now. I like both of them. Like the vanilla one is good, but I like the blue one. Dude, like the blue the one seems one. sweeter to me. Yeah, the vanilla one's good. I, I was gonna get a squirt too right next to the cactus cooler. It was, like, speaking of things we were talking about last week, but I'm like, nah, you know what? Let me get the Cactus Cooler <laughs> Cactus Cooler. I'm... Is Squirt or Cactus Cooler better? I think Cactus Cooler is better. Cactus Cooler is better. Which is funny because it's, like, orange and pineapple, and I mm-hmm. don't like pineapple, but, like, the orange just completely overtake. Like, back in the day when Cactus Cooler had, like, didn't say it was orange pineapple, just had, a, like, a, the old logo, mm-hmm. I had no clue it was pineapple. I just knew that it was it's delicious. delicious. It's like part two from last week's discussion, <laughs> the cactus cooler. But this time we are adding Pepsi Nitro. Pepsi no, because now I'm gonna add that I finally got a case of Nas energy drink because that's the only energy drink that I actually like. And we may have a different topic on this, but just like I don't know what it is energy drinks. I don't really mess with them. Uh, they're kind of whatever. But Nas is the only one that doesn't have a weird aftertaste for me. It, it's like it's yeah, for me. You bring thing. that up and like the ghosts energy drink that i had a couple weeks back was the first energy drink i've had in years because i really don't like them at all and it had like to me it it also had like a like a weird after like the flavor was good but i'm like i didn't like the aftertaste and it wasn't carbonated as far as i could tell Mm. i like carbonated things there's an orange cream bubbly sparkling water that they've had recently you drink sparkling water which is weird i can't stand sparkling water i just need regular water See, I can't, like, I drink regular water, but, like, I prefer sparkling because, like, no, I like the carbonation. I need regular uh, so, water. It's a weird mouthfeel thing. <laughs> We're getting deep into the... Carbonated. <laughs> consumables lore here on Markers on the Map this week, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but actually, we have uh, something else to talk about this week on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. Yeah. Ain't nothing special. <laughs> no, just the just the just the little PlayStation showcase is all. <laughs> As usual, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert. T- to whom I ask, "How you been? How you doing? What's uh, up?" Don't act like you don't know how I'm doing. I've been sick like a dog, <laughs> um, and it's not even like painful sickness. It was, you know, any sickness is uncomfortable, but it's just it lingered for so long. It lingered for like five days. Yeah, and I, it may I hate when that happens. It may still come through now, maybe, but it was just like, man, I really want this to be over with, and it just wouldn't leave till like today, where I feel somewhat normal. Yeah, I hate when it like lingers on like that. Um, if you go back and listen to, I think a few episodes in the early hundreds, like right when we came back after episode one hundred, there's like two episodes there where I just sound completely nasally like my mm-hmm. entire nose was plugged up but i i don't like when the you know when the cough or stuff like that lingers so like i definitely am a baby when it comes to that myself mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like super like oh i hate that um but otherwise you doing all right 
Yeah, I'm doing fine. How about you, though? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm, I've been pretty busy myself. Um, I haven't actually had too much time to play a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, until yesterday, uh, before we recorded, I finished One Piece Odyssey finally after, what, four months plus now? Wow. And this morning, I finished the Magalore epilogue, like, bonus game on Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, mm-hmm. which was, like, a bit shorter than I thought it would be. But at the same time, I appreciated how short it would be. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll kind of bring those up as topics in, in the near future here. But we've got kind of like before we get started with the showcase, just to outline what's going to be like the topics here on the podcast as we get into Summer Games Fest season. We'll probably cover the, the showcases for the, the companies like we did last year. But we're going to start uh, Summer Games Fest proper, real proper with next week's episode being that we're not talking about Summer Games Fest at all. We're talking about Street Fighter VI, which is, I think, probably our biggest game of the summer. Definitely. Uh, But we do have a PlayStation showcase to talk about this week, um, kind of like ushering in the showcase season, the E3 season, even though the E3 is not happening this year, obviously. Um, before we start talking about the games, I thought we'd approach this a little differently than we usually do. So what we usually do when we cover something like a Nintendo Direct or a State of Play is we go through in the order that the games were revealed. Yeah. But today I thought maybe we could start off. Obviously, we're not going to be able to talk about every game and not every game is of interest to like there's a few games on there that both of us are are pretty indifferent to. I, I, I kind of pulled the ones I think out that were like the big heavy hitters and then some that like maybe the two of us might have a little bit more to say on but like there's certain games in there that are like some of the vr games is like we have no experience with psvr2 so there's really not something we can like comment on like we all know beat saber is cool but can we play it no we don't have a, a vr headset none of us yeah but before we get started with the games i wanted to say this showcase didn't feel as like monumental as the one back in 2021 this felt bigger than a state of play but i don't know if i'd use the showcase title to describe this because it seemed to me like there was a big lack of first party stuff now they could be holding out for a second showcase this year but i was more or less expecting to see more megaton announcements that we didn't know about and trust me, we got a bunch of cool stuff in this one, but I was expecting to see something maybe from Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog even. Um, some of the, or maybe even Santa Monica Studios, although their game just came out. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of a weirdly paced thing, which is why I think going in order would not be as interesting as maybe hitting the mm-hmm. heavy hitters first. But I, you know how you have a Nintendo, this felt like a Nintendo Direct, where it's like, there are interesting things there. There are big heavy hitters there. Like you'd have a Metroid Prime Remastered or something in the middle of it. Like you have, you know, a certain stealth game in the middle of this one. But I felt like they should have started with Spider-Man and ended with a big, giant, massive first-party surprise. I feel like I'm in the majority with the opinion that this was kind of a fine, like, a pretty great state of play, but not a great showcase. Now... One of my, like, thoughts on this is that Sony might be taking a Nintendo approach for, you know, aside from Zelda and Metroid Prime 4, Nintendo tends to reveal things a couple months before they release. I'm wondering if that might be the approach that Sony is taking as opposed to, say, like, revealing something two or three years out in advance like they used to do, like the 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 gap in reveal of final fantasy 7 remake which is a ps you know ps4 exclusive and the release date of it was years and years so maybe they're trying to take this like oh you know what let's reveal this a couple months out and then people can have it in their hands um like this is the first we've seen of spider-man 2 since it was announced in september of 2021 so um and and the last thing i'll say before we talk about spider-man 2 is that this this showcase though 
had your version, I think, of my Metroid Dread Nintendo Direct announcement. <laughs> I yeah. think I think we I think you had the the a very similar emotional response or like Prime remastered. Although I was like literally in tears for that because you know of the <laughs> stresses I was going through at the time, and I was just like, yes, finally something comes out of this. But um, let's let's. Let's talk about the heavy hitters first. Spider-Man 2 is coming out this fall with no release date yet from Insomniac. And we saw... Well, we we were introduced to one of the villains of the game, which is Kraven the Hunter, in a little cutscene before they showed the gameplay. Mm. But the gameplay was a 10-minute extravaganza of... Well, it started with Peter Parker in the in the symbiote suit, yes. which looks just nuts. It looks so cool. <laughs> Comics can do the art of something you know a simple black that's fine when you're bringing that into an actual gaming movie environment it is difficult to do a one-for-one like faithful adaptation of that and like it's so it's this weird thing where it's not gonna be the best looking thing if it is just a black looking suit so for example like the venom movie and also the game they're adding little details to the suit where it's like a livable symbiote suit which it's probably yeah. what they need to do because that's what it is it's a livable it's a living suit it's alive with its own sort of conscience like with peter parker and eddie brock so it does show that it is what you would assume what a, a comic book version would look like but having that venom movie kind of cgi effect or like details to the suit into the game yeah, and Insomniac, I think, did a great job of translating it very well. Now, the thing that, like, the prominent thought going through my head with this suit, um, do you remember that Devolver game that came out on the Switch? It recently came out on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I, you might not remember it, but it was called Carrion, and you play as a monster in that game, and it's a Metroidvania where you're playing as the monster, and you're, like, consuming things and using alien tendrils to attack things. This symbiote suit gameplay felt like I was doing like watching the third person version like the third person action game version of Carrion it was that like seamless to like just the animation of it all like him shooting four tendrils out and slamming enemies onto the ground or just shooting like a like just the way he came out where he was like flying with like the spines at his back and it was still the red suit underneath but then it just kind of covers him it was so cool (laughs) like it, it was two minutes of gameplay where they showed the symbiote suit about... So I wish they showed more, but what the other stuff they showed too was cool because Miles and Peter both have, like, these wingsuits now, which is awesome. Like, everything is so fluid, and, and Somniac are, like, pros at this. Um, It also shows that we're going to have that um multiple protagonist gameplay yeah. where we're able to switch between Miles and Peter Parker. Uh, both Spider-Mans, and that's that's interesting because obviously, if this was like the same type of character movement of like say same web swing, same type of like beat 'em up, just like punch kick mechanic, yeah, it would be like what's the point of having two characters? But Miles and Peter Parker do have a different fighting style. Like Miles does have more powers than Peter Parker could, but maybe obviously bringing in the symbiote suit is going to even out the playing field because then we'll have. I know another style of fighting with Peter Parker, but from the original teaser trailer, we do know that, you know, he won't keep the suit for that long. Or, like, maybe he gets it in at the, like, towards the middle of the game. We we don't know when exactly this portion of gameplay that they show takes would, place in the game. I would say middle, towards the end, because I feel like you never want to show the beginning of a game, and yeah. you don't obviously want to show the, like, ending of a video game it has i would say somewhere in the middle end though like before we transition to the final act yeah um and you know insomniac's no stranger to having the character swap now you bring up a good point miles and peter do have very different powers like miles will have the venom power the electricity the invisibility and then peter Mm -hmm. has like all the gadgets and stuff um but insomniac's last ps5 game ratchet and clank rift apart did a similar thing where you're playing as ratchet and rivet but their move sets were more or less the same they had the same mm-hmm. exact skills so for for them to do the seamless switching with you know different powers is like okay so you're gonna have to master a few things maybe keep a few things in mind unless they start doing some shared powers which it probably isn't out of the question mm-hmm. um 
overall, it's just, I think this is a safe bet for a game that will be highly enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've played the, the, the original and Miles Morales multiple times each. I've platinumed them both. I've platinumed the first one twice, even. Um, 100% of all the DLC twice. It's just a good time. Like, the movement is second to none um, when it comes to open world games with, with Spider-Man. So, yeah. Spider-Man 2, I just, the only disappointment I can see is that we don't have a confirmed release date. I'd like to think maybe September, but let's face it, it might be November. <laughs> uh, probably in November. I would assume so. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you handle the next one. Oh, <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, Alan Wake 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to Alan Wake 2. We got a no. news story about so, that, actually. <laughs> I have very few like top 10 of anything for me to have a top 10 of anything is not that it's the best of that certain thing it's just in my perspective it's the best of what of that sort of entertainment or it just it, it has it all it hits every single mark and when it comes to video games i have you know the top 10s i have like donkey kong as an entire series is like top 10 for me stuff like that Prince of Persia Sands of Times is like a pretty high up there. I don't know if it's like 10 out of 10, you know, like out there. But what would be guaranteed in my like top three of all time is one certain game that I I played. I've platinum it. I've done multiple takes on it. I've done the hardest difficulty. I've done it where, like I said, platinum collected everything. I have like almost every edition besides maybe all the crazy special editions that came out. And that is... Metagross Solid 3 Snake Eater. That is like in my top three without a doubt. Every time there's a showcase, there's always a rumor. Oh, a new Metagross Solid remake is going to be announced. So after years of that, my sort of expectation of that has gone very low. But deep down, I'm very hopeful maybe they will announce a remake of some sort. Uh, I like I, said, I wouldn't want a sequel. I'd rather just see these games not even remade. I would like to have these games just be playable on modern consoles because HD collection stuck on PS3. And hey, I would Robert, like to... why not both? See, see, that's what we'll get there. So the trailer starts off with an ant, and you and me both assume this is a game called Ant Madness. Only this time, the game is the real. The game is real. <laughs> if you don't understand that reference, you need to you gotta watch more. This time, the game is real, but it wasn't Ant Madness. The moment I knew what I was watching was that frog. Because one of the criterias of Metagross Solid 3 to complete it, you have to collect every species of every animal type. Frogs are included. That frog, I've seen it so many times. I've collected it so many times. I've eaten it maybe not so many times because it was probably a poisonous tree frog. But it is a rainforest tree frog. So... Seeing the evolution of ant eating frog, bird eats the frog, bird looks very familiar, snake eats the bird, tries to, then crocodile eats snake, I know the level, the, the message they're showing, the hierarchy of this whole, like, ecosystem of obviously who's on top of the chain, because right now it's a crocodile. Well, Is it the hierarchy of power in the DC universe? Who is the highest form of animal that will eat every single one of these animals without a doubt? None other than Naked Snake, a.k.a. Big Boss, the first actual snake. So, we made this bet that if Metagross Solid actually ever gets announced with a remake, I would do a backflip and eat my hat. Uh, I haven't done the backflip yet, but we'll probably I'll probably get to that. Um, I will tell you, you can confirm this, my utter shock of actually seeing... On the screen for so many years, like like I said, for me, in my opinion, top three of all time games, finally being announced after being shown what some Pachinko machines will look like with the HD, you're like, oh, that would be so great, an HD version of that game. You're like, wow, I would love to just see that. But now they're actually doing it, saying we're going to do an, an actual remake of Metagross Solid 3, which is not called 3, it's called Delta, I believe. Which... Delta. It's weird because it makes sense because it is a triangle that's three sides, but isn't Delta like the fourth and like 
it's sort it is, it's, there was a tweet that they posted out or something with the reasoning behind why it was delta i don't have immediate like a, an immediate access to it but it, <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things where they're not calling it three so maybe if they do other remakes which i would say out of all the games that do need a remake besides three two definitely needs a remake because that game is still crazy to this day the whole franchise is nuts I mean, I think the rumor or the like prevalent thought for a while was that they do a remake of the first game. Or the first one. Um, but this I kind can... of opens up the door for a remake series, in my opinion. It does, because maybe they're not doing it in release order. They're doing it in timeline order, because technically 3 is yeah, the first one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Television. Then they'll do 1. The next would be Peace two. Walker. <laughs> Peace Walker, which I don't know if they'll do Peace Walker. But, ah, but Peace Walker's my favorite. But they are going to... All right, so we'll get we'll get to the reason why maybe they do Peace Walker. But the point is, they're going to do three. And you can confirm that my jaw was on the floor. I had the big... I, I had the biggest smile of any announcement in the I'm telling you, time. it was your Metroid Dread moment. Yes. That alone was like, okay, we're getting a remake confirmed. You know, salute. I'm happy. Then they proceed to drop... We will release the first, second, and third games, on, in which it should have been a shadow drop, but they're releasing I it in so the too. autumn season <laughs> because they as are of volume just, one, volume one. That's what we're getting. Maybe they might do Peace Walker because they're probably gonna do Peace Walker four and like maybe I mean, some they have other, the like, HD collection version of Peace Walker sitting right there for them. Basically, so now like my my head went through the roof. My excitement is now back to being like oh man this is it 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 was genuinely like i used to genuinely be like man i really wish this got remade and this was just at least playable on modern consoles those wishes have been fulfilled but it also goes to show the sort of this thing i've had on my mind and i've never brought it up and i'll bring it up not to down the news of the remake but it is kind of weird that the games that are being very that people are excited for are games that were made twenty years ago. They're the remakes, Dead Space. Well, like Metroid Prime remaster. Metroid Prime, which is just more than a remaster. Like Resident seriously. Evil Four, uh, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid Delta. Now, so it's like it's kind of like man, why can't games now still have the same excitement as games twenty years ago? Or we can see it as these games that are twenty years old can still bring the same amount of excitement to this day because we understand how great these games truly are. Yeah. So the collection volume one um, includes Metal Gear 1 and 2, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. And it was confirmed, because it was a little confusing at first, the way they presented Mm -hmm. the information, but it was confirmed that these are the HD collection versions of 2 and 3, which are the Blue Point remasters. Yeah, I can... Without a doubt in my mind, I said, there's no way they're not going to do the HD versions. I said, they're the HD versions without a doubt. But it just goes to show you that one who is remaking the remake because they didn't announce a studio, it could be in-house. So I have a feeling, because they're they're not talking about the studio, so I have a feeling it might be in-house, which is, it's something. It's like, please don't botch this. This is a great opportunity. If it's in-house, like, don't botch this. (laughs) Here's the thing. They have a skeleton to work with. They have the original third game. They have the HD ports. They have them. They have a skeleton. They can just add things to, add some muscle and some meat to it, and then they got a full-fledged game. So there's not much they need to do. You don't need to do much with the game at all. The game itself still holds very well after 20 years. It has some things that games 20 years later now don't do that that game has done so it's not they have to do much so on one hand yes there's always the shred of a doubt that this is not going to be a great remake which i what i want myself is for them to do enough to enhance the experience of playing snake eater to where myself and others aren't feeling like we're playing the same exact carbon copy of the game we play on the premium collection volume one or the metal gear solid hd collection i played back in the day when that came out i think with modern controls with a 
original MGS control option. If they do that, that's really good. But modern mm-hmm. controls, very nice looking new graphics and sceneries and updates. Maybe adding new gears and weapons and sort of other things that are very, very not necessarily have to be time period and like accurate. But because sure. there is like like an invisible stealth suit you can unlock, as long as it fits the theme of Metal Gear Solid Three, which is jungle, which is nineteen yeah. sixties Cold War beginning jungle setting. So as long as it fits that theme, Metal Gear Solid is not known to be very realistic. At some points, they are like liberties they take to make the story exciting. As long as they do that and keep it within the time frame and sort of believability of that time, it's fine. Yeah. As long as they don't botch like the way the game actually feels of how yes. smooth snake it is a very move. smooth as yeah. somebody who's played it you know once snake, the whole way through it's yeah. very smooth <laughs> snake is so much fun to control and the way they went from top down to third person perspective can change the way the game feels and plays they don't need to do much like i said they have an hd port they just need to make it modern for audiences today and that's all they really yeah. need to do because a remake is not trying to change the game a remake is just bringing an old game that people love into modern times that's all it really is but not too unless you're talking times. about final fantasy 7 remake which yeah. is literally changing <laughs> yeah it's like, i don't, don't think they'll do change. that kind of but that's it. what i think I'm, what i think i'm getting at is what i think i'm getting at is that i want the i'm sure this is going to be a 70 dollars game i want it to feel like I want it to be the money's worth coming off of like me playing MGS3 once again as part of the collection, which I'm assuming will probably be in the $40 range. I want it to be Mm -hmm. a big enough difference to be worth the $70. But like, I'm telling you, hype is infectious. As soon as you got excited, I was just as excited. (laughs) And like, I'm not even the biggest, I'm not like, stealth games, not my forte. But I do love me some Metal Gear Solid. I've played every game in the series, including like portable ops and stuff. I don't know if I played Acid, but I want to. Um, But 3 is great. Metal Gear Solid at least allows you to play in that type of way where you're not that perfect at stealth. It will give you alternative. Okay, maybe you can go in guns blazing unless you play the hardest difficulty. And for me personally, MGS is a series where I like each one better than the last so of solid my least favorite is one and my most favorite is um phantom pain but just slightly over peace walker just because it runs very well but like peace walker is such a classic for me like i think i've put more time into peace walker than probably any other psp game maybe even more than persona 3 (laughs) isn't it weird that uh big boss is only playable in like three games well so so is solid snake right it's also playable in, in two games if you don't count the Metal Gear series. Yeah. So one, it's two, very and weird. Then you have old snake in, in four. Yeah. Now but I don't not- think this is coming out for a while. Cause we didn't actually get any gameplay footage, but Hey, it's something to, it's something to start the hype cycle. <laughs> we have gotten screenshots. This is going to take a large portion of the podcast, which I was going to, without a doubt, do it because this is, this is, like I said, this is top three in my opinion. This is in my top three. So do not, well, that's mess why this we're doing the big one. Remake. First. <laughs> yeah. Do not mess this remake up because I don't know how I feel this genuinely. Like there's very few games I want remade. Mega Solid 3 is one of them. But on the other hand, it's like at the end of the day, if the remake is not what it turns out to be, I always have at least the HD port coming to PS5. So that yeah. is still a good thing. Now, I guess before we move on, they have confirmed that the original voice cast is back. Now, the mm-hmm. question is, are they using the original voice recordings or are they going to record new lines? That, like, I think, I know you've had remakes where they've used, like, the SpongeBob remakes and the Destroy All Humans remakes, but those are more, like, double-A level remakes if we if we want to categorize those. This is a top-of-the-line triple-A remake. So I'm like, please record new lines or not new lines but re-record <laughs> i think they will because there is some copyrighted material that's mentioned within the franchise and there's nothing much you can really do with that if it's copyrighted material and that copyright expires there's not much you can do so they're gonna have to maybe replace it with some new dialogue not mm-hmm. actual nothing no dialogue that will actual inter like that will interrupt the main story it's side yeah. dialogue so it's not gonna be even if they might get rid of a movie reference, it's without a doubt, maybe. I don't think it is crazy copyright stuff, but nevertheless, 
nothing will stray away from the main story. And then since they have mentioned new elements being a thing of this, I think the hope is that it flows naturally with the way the game works and doesn't feel like something that was tacked on as an afterthought. Mm So this this doesn't have Kojima's involvement. So we gotta have some. We, we the developers I think have a lot to live up to. Whoever the development team is, I think there's this kind of idea that Kojima. Yes, Kojima did direct the Metagir Solid franchise. Respect to Kojima. I love Kojima. Everything about Kojima. I like his work mentality. I like what he you know in, like entertains himself with, but. At the end of the day, when a game is made, Kojima's not the sole person directing the game. There are other art directors, sound designs, video gameplay design. He directs it, but there are other people working on this project yeah, who course. will work on a project. So, yes, maybe the... But at the end of the day, the original Metagross Solid 3 plot, he wasn't even going to work with it. He said, I'll give it to my team and they can do what they want. And it wasn't going well, so then he had to come in and finish it. He had to do it. But like I said, since this is already a finished game with with the direction, we obviously know where it's going because the game's already made. They don't have to do much. Just keep adding modern stuff to it to make it refresh up to date. It seems hard to mess this one up. Yeah. Well, what I'm also confused, and this will be kind of like chores are like transition silent hill 2 was not even mentioned like my earlier statement sony doesn't do the thing where they won't just keep announcing an update to that game unless it's new gameplay but i was still shocked there wasn't a gameplay reveal of silent hill 2 well konami did their whole silent hill thing when they showed that trailer they had mm -hmm. like four announcements on that um i don't know if either of us sat down and watched that but i've seen the trailers and they had like four projects drop all at once so Konami has two pretty big projects coming out, uh, Silent Hill 2 Remake and Metagross Solid Delta re, uh, Snake Eater. We'll see how it goes, fingers crossed. I doubt they'll mess it up that much. Silent Hill 2 might be a different story. Well, it we know like... Silent Hill 2 is being done by Bloober Team, and some people have issues with how Bloober Team has approached um, mm-hmm. story content so, um, in I their think games. If you give me... 50 50 on what Metagross Solid 3 will be a fine remake it will be fine nothing's gonna i don't think nothing crazy is gonna make it bad silent hill 2 is one of those things where it's a 50 50 shot it could be good it could be bad i don't know i i don't ever want a game to come out bad so it's like maybe silent hill 2 will be just as critically acclaimed as the resident evil 2 remake from 2019 mm. that's the kind of remake you want to have when come on no clock tower undertake remake? that <laughs> no clock, clock tower, tower remake Come on, Clock Tower Three. Clock Tower. Pretty sure Clock Capcom Tower the did first Clock one. Tower Three from the Super Nintendo. Put that on the, the, the Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Put on the Japanese Super Nintendo versions, and or put on the regular. Just bring Clock Tower back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's a big chunk on uh, MGS Delta here, which is much much appreciated. Plus the have collection. A nice long discussion on that. Yeah, Plus, the collection is like we'll, we'll... I can't wait for that because it skipped PS4. I have my PS3 HD collection right here in the room. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we will try to speed through, not really speed through, but we'll try to get through every single one of these announcements as fast as we can. We'll, some yeah. of them we're going to have to just speed through them. We're, we've got one more kind of heavy hitter, but it has a lot of baggage to talk about mm-hmm. with it. And then like everything else is like, okay, we got some a few thoughts, a few news stories mm-hmm. that kind of tie into things here. Um, Phantom Blade Zero, that is a game that kind of floored both of us in its presentation. Yes. However... This is more conceptual than anything. This is a, a mobile developer, just like, um, I don't even know if you remember Black Myth Wukong, but we haven't seen an update from that either. We actually didn't get a release date or, or update on Stellar Blade either, but that was also one of these like, is this game ever coming out? Is this actual gameplay we're seeing or is this kind of like vertical slice mm-hmm. footage of what could be? Mm-hmm. Because... Phantom Blade Zero, while it looks incredible, art direction is awesome, it's almost too good to be true. I want yes. this game to come out, but it is highly, highly too good to be true. I mean, maybe, but I think you need to have some faith, Daniel. Have some faith. I do. That's why I'm over here every day being like, Stellar Blade news, Stellar Blade news. It's like Stellar- it's the same thing where Sony- that game looks like the coolest thing ever. Sony doesn't do just updates on release. They'll re- announce it release date when it's con- like they won't release an update until it's finally confirmed. 
Well, sometimes because they've had Deathloop trailers like crazy. They've had Final Fantasy well, 16 trailers like crazy. That that was like a time exclusive that they had to push that. That's like business standpoint. That makes sense that they pushed that so mm. hard. I I just want like Phantom Blade Zero aside. I just want Stellar Blade to come out Stellar because Blade. both look. Is it a coincidence? They're both. Games that have Blade in the title. Where are they? When are these coming out? When can I play these games that just look so cool? (laughs) They can't release everything at once. They gotta give it its good time for its time to shine. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the I'm in the camp here of I want Phantom Blade Zero to come out. Mm -hmm. When and if is not up to us. Yes. But I would very much enjoy playing a version of what we saw in the trailer for this. It looked absolutely stunning. <laughs> so yeah, Phantom Blade Zero, I think we both liked how it looked. Mm-hmm. Be it, you know, vertical size concept-esque or not. Um, it, it was definitely a good showing. Now, we get into kind of the more rapid-fire stuff with, with a few news stories kind of sprinkled in here. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake mm-hmm. 2 did not look like what I was expecting it to look like. It, it looked more like wild Resident Evil than anything. And actually, Robert, I'm very interested in this now to the point yeah, it, where I might actually go play Alan Wake. It reminds me of the Resident Evil Silent Hill games that I think Alan Wake wanted to... People, when they first saw it, I think perceived it to be, but it mm-hmm. wasn't that type of game. But now, maybe with enough of people enjoying the remake and still those hardcore fans that love the original, they can bring a sort of a broader, more for the masses, but also still catering towards the hardcore fans. Yeah. Um, and the news with this is that um, I think it's Epic Games is publishing. There will not be a physical release of Alan Wake 2. Wait, this what? This will be a digital-only game. Yeah. Wow, that... That Fortnite has a physical release. That is wild. What the? Well, Fortnite's got some some uh, costume, but it still has a boxed version. I'm sure somebody yeah. at some point will create a boxed version of Alan Wake with maybe a download code or something. Um, but it is wild Absolutely. that this is like the first like big case we've seen of this, where it's a digital only like major game. Um, they said something about well, we don't want there to be uh, a download. Like, Jedi Survivor, when you buy the disc, you've still got a huge download. It's mm. basically just buy it digital at that Modern point. Modern Warfare 2 um, does the same thing. If you can't play it off. Modern War- oh, yeah, the okay, disc Modern Warfare 2, but there's still a disc. Of, yeah. It's 10 <laughs> gigabytes of install. Yeah. Uh, we, always, we always have opinions on physical versus digital because, like, an example is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Did release yeah. for uh, 360 and PS3. There was physical versions, but they're all digital codes, and most of them obviously yeah. are used, and so the physical version doesn't make any sense. That game got delisted, so you can't really get MVC 2 easy anymore so or like i uh, guess handsome collection on the switch has borderlands one on the cart and then two in pre-sequel or download mm-hmm. only <laughs> so if you're interested in alan wake 2 wait for it to get a decent price wherever you want to pay for it but i would snag it because if it's digital only you should at least try it out it's a shame though the the cover art they use on like psn is really mm-hmm. cool it's it's a box i would want to have in my collection to be honest <laughs> one of those scenarios oh uh, yeah um marathon this was a new announcement by bungie it's not a remake of their original marathon from the 90s it takes place in the same world from what i've heard but this is a we we didn't get an idea of what it was from the trailer it was a very cool trailer very cool art design going on here as is expected from bungie i'm sure the lore will be wild um Mm -hmm. it's a pvp extraction shooter so i don't Mm -hmm. know what warzone dmz is but it's probably similar to that or tarkov do you know what warzone dmz is I have no idea what that is. Okay, so I don't I don't exactly know what an extraction shooter means, but I know that it's it's extraction got one shooter. of those like persistent worlds to where it might change from time. I I don't know. I trust Bungie yeah. to do like the whole live service thing. Um I'm I'm slightly less interested in this knowing that it's PVP, but also Bungie gameplay is like top level so who knows maybe i'll try marathon maybe it'll be i don't know if it'll be free to play or anything but um bungie has definitely got a lot on their on their plate here with that and and destiny to the final shape yeah Yeah, they showed that Cade six is coming back it'll probably be Cade seven unless it's just like Cade six with no ghost i I don't really know how those things in destiny work but like the lore man (laughs) the lore the lore man the mandalorian the Mandalorian. Anyway, um, 
One thing I liked from earlier on the showcase was Helldivers 2. This is like a third person, like just co-op shoot PVE, thank God. Mm. Um, just shoot all kinds of like beasts and everything. Um, it very much looked like some of the environments were lifted straight from Death Stranding, which I, I loved because that's one of the most beautiful worlds I've, you know, played in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just funny. To, like, it looked interesting as a game, and maybe I'll try it when it comes out. But it's interesting. This is like a Risk of Rain scenario. In Risk of Rain, the first one was a side-scrolling thing, and then you have a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Helldivers was originally a top-down twin-stick shooter. Now it is like this third-person shooter thing. Um but I think I think it had a good trailer. I think that, that this one like got me interested enough to say like, oh, I might try this. And not not everything here did that this time around. We also got a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16, which mm-hmm, is like the did. character action game, which is like the Stellar Blade or Phantom Blade that's actually coming out right now, and it looks just as good. Um, it looks like the evolution of Devil May Cry. We got what what I would say is probably the final trailer for Street Fighter VI, where we're introduced to the um, 18 playable characters as they appear in the story mode. We also got a brand new game from Square Enix I like to call We Have Splatoon at Foam. <laughs> oh, was it, what was this called? This was called Foam Star. It's Stars. called Foam Star. Um... <laughs> This is one of those things where it's such a unique sort of gameplay idea. Without a doubt, Splatoon did start the whole... We're not trying to shoot the player. We're trying to shoot the floor because we're trying to paint it in our team's paint. Uh, it obviously, is maybe an inspiration by through paintball fights in real life where you use paint to mark yeah. your enemies and stuff like that. At the end of the day, you're all covered up in your enemy's paint color. But... Splatoon is a very unique gameplay design wise. It's not that it looks like Splatoon, but obviously it's the gameplay itself. Oh, but it can looks you, exactly like Splatoon. <laughs> can you really, really trademark an idea? It's like it's saying Battlefront cannot be like Call of Duty. It can't be a PvP first person. I think person the only shooter. idea that's been kind of like patented, like only Warner Brothers games can use the Nemesis system or whatever it's called from mm-hmm. Sh- Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Um, that's something that other game companies I don't think are able to use. So the idea of a like low team count versus thing with like mm. paint is not something that's like yeah. that that a, that a team couldn't use. It's the, just 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 feels so Splatoon in nature. To where it just looked like, what am I watching here in Nintendo Direct? It's like, it's like looking at Anthem and saying it's just a Destiny clone. It's looking at Destiny saying it's a Borderlands clone, and looking at Borderlands saying it's a Diablo clone. Yeah, it's like, That's could you imagine if somebody had patented the looter shooter? Yeah, so Borderlands, Destiny, all that wouldn't have existed because it would have been someone. It would have probably been Diablo. I don't know about this one. I think. I think I'll play it, but as we know with a lot of these live service games, they don't last, and I cannot see this not mm. being a live service. This is like, to me, it just seems like a, like it will be a blatant live service. So, like, uh-huh. um, I just like saying we have Splatoon at foam. <laughs> I like this so much that that's what I decided I'm calling this episode. <laughs> All right. A few more rapid fires here. Resident Evil 4 VR mode. Looks cool, but mm-hmm. I don't have VR. Gotta admit, it looks cool. Does look um, cool. It, it, Immortals of Avium. Uh, this wasn't a new announcement, but, like, I could not help feel, but, like, I was watching a, a ver- like EA's version of Ghostwire Tokyo <laughs> as I watched the trailer yes, for this. okay. Yeah, Literally, the, like, and I went back and played Ghostwire Tokyo for a couple minutes this week before I got frustrated, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, very similar. <laughs> um, Dragon's Dogma 2 was a big announcement for people who really like that game. Like, I brought it up here because I've played the first one on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's because of the Switch version that I feel the way I do, but I just cannot get into it. Um, but it's very good. You have, like, little pawn characters that you can make or bring in from other people, and they'll help you out. The combat is cool because, like, if you fight against the giant enemy, you can climb on it. Not lot in, like, the Shadow of the Colossus way, but you can, like, get up on top of, like, an enemy's back and, like, start doing some damage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Cat Quest, Pirates of the Caribbean, which combines Cat. two things I love. Cats game. and pirates. Cat game. 
Yeah, imagine if they had Stray, but in Stray, the cat from Stray has a pirate hat on. They started the showcase with Haven's game, Fair Games. Mm -hmm. Gotta say, while it was a very cool and stylish trailer, this is probably going to be like Payday or like Hyenas, that Sega game that's coming out. Um, Probably not really going to be for this one. Like, they had a Mm. great trailer, but at the same time, I kind of feel like we know what to expect with this one. Yeah. Um, it's 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 like that PlayStation Studios like games as a service thing that's rumored and all that. So, um, the other you know big thing that was announced from a first party studio was Concord, but we only got a CG trailer, which was a problem in this showcase. I think we had a lot more CG trailers than yeah, I think we're used I agree. to. Um, I agree, yeah. We don't know what type of game this is from the trailer, but we know it's a PvP shooter. So, Concord, I'm slightly less interested in in learning about now, too, after that. Mm -hmm. Nothing, like, makes me a little... Like, lately, PvP is like, okay, don't really care anymore. PvE, okay, Helldivers 2, I'm kind of in for that. But when I hear PvP, it's like, if Destiny wants me to get interested in Marathon, they're really going to have to sell me if it's it's a PvP game. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think of all the, like, shooters that got announced, maybe Helldivers 2 is, like, the one. Um, there was also a Marvelous Studios gaming showcase. Um, I didn't watch it. I know some Rune Factory stuff was announced, but there is a big one there for me. That Switch game, Demon X Machina, is getting a sequel called Demon X Machina Titanic Scion. This is kind of like a really customizable mech game. Um, I'm assuming it's going to come out next year, but coming off the heels of FromSoft's armored core 6 i think it's gonna have a lot to live up to unless armored core 6 is not good which i can't see it being anything but great um with the way fromsoft's been on a roll for years and years and years now um but yeah that's pretty much all the like big announcements or announcements we have a lot to Mm -hmm. say about or a little to say about there were some indie games announced there's one cool one i forget the name of it um where it was it looked almost like breath of the wild plus xenoblade um, which was cool. Um, a few VR games looked cool. There was like that one that David Hayter was in, actually. Um, I forget the name of it. Um, and Beat Saber. The only other news I have this week, um, I should have brought up with Final Fantasy 16. So I just want to bring up that Final Fantasy 16, they've been talking about how they don't want to have a day one patch because they want the game to be mm-hmm. complete and playable on day one. They don't want to do like DLC because they want you to get your $70 worth and have the complete experience. Um, And they don't want to do any tie-in movies or whatever like they did to turn Final Fantasy XV into a big mess. Because I feel like you had to watch the movie to like understand the plot of that game. And I've still never seen that that movie, Kingslave. Um, And then they have this active time lore thing where I guess because... The story can get heavy maybe with politics or plot. Um, you can pause and have like little blurbs about what's going on in this like contextualization of the cutscene you're watching. So if you're like lost in the story of Final Fantasy 16, there are ways that the game will help you like find yourself, like get unlost. And I think more games should do that. I actually, um, like a Dragon Ishin had a glossary you could bring up. Um, for certain terminology in in cutscenes for that game so i think this is kind Mm. of like the evolution of that but that's kind of like a that's like a deep in the weeds here thing for for final fantasy 16 because i feel like the core story will probably be you know followable enough Mm. um unless it's not i guess we'll find out here in what three weeks i think final fantasy 16 comes out (laughs) but yeah i mean the showcase as a whole i don't know i i i'd give it a b plus I think there's a, like it. some mega times there. Alone gives it an A. Yeah, A minus B plus. I think is a, is a good. Um, but yeah, we we definitely the first two games we covered were definitely the heavy hitters: the Spider Man Two and the Metal Gear Solid Delta um, Plus Collection. I think those were the most interesting announcements. I personally would have put the Metal Gear Solid announcement closer to the end of the show because would it show up like half an hour in or something? I missed the first party output which leads me to believe that we might not be done with playstation showcases or at least we might Mm -hmm. have one before you know another year and change has passed which would be appreciated because you know i'm still playing a ton of ps4 games and like 
here we go with June, Street Fighter VI, Diablo IV, um, Final Fantasy XVI are like the first like big wave of PS5 games. And, you know, even some of those are, are multi-plat. Um, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XVI is not, though. So um, we'll see how we go from there. Um, before we wrap up for the week, though, we do have one last little bit of business, and that is our Diamond and Pearl finale of Pokemon Drip. This is the eighth gym leader of Sinnoh, the electric type gym leader, Volkner. Uh, Volkner's got like a blue jacket with some yellow like circles on the sleeves because he's electric type and he's got some black pants. He's got a chain. I actually think Volkner has some drip wallet. going on here. <laughs> yeah, the, the chain, chain wallet. Like, uh, yeah, compared to what like we've seen, like, this in 2010. Like, well, this is from 2007. Fine, this is fine, Drip. It's it's going to be another middle of the road, number three for me. It's fine. I can see some dripness, but I just don't know if it's drippy enough. I don't know if it's fashionable enough. I don't know. It almost looks rubber, almost. Just the way that the textures are drawn on it. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the original art for it. So it almost has like a rubber quality to it, which is funny because, you know, rubber and electricity. Um, Volkner is like the the silent type gym leader, kind of like the cool guy. Um, I, I was going to give it a 3.5 myself because like it just, it's fine for what it is. Um, there's subtle hints of electric type in here, but you could mistake this for like a water type or something if his hair was a little different. Um, yeah, I can see I that. like the pants. Those look like the pants I tend to wear, <laughs> so maybe I've got some bias with the pants. Um, but I, I'd say a solid 3.5, uh, Badoof's out of 5 for me. I'll give it a 3. I'd say it's going to be a middle of the road for me. It's just fine. So, with Pokemon Drip, Diamond, and Pearl complete, um, we'll be doing black and white next, but I don't know if we're going to start immediately because next week is all about Street Fighter and then we've got our Summer Games Fest coverage coming up after that. So black and white might start, you know, with the Summer Games Fest coverage or after the Summer Games Fest coverage. I don't really know. I haven't decided yet. We're also going to do another launch lineup episode like we did with the PS3 um, sometime here in the future, as that is what we tend to do in between seasons of Pokemon Drip. But for right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, that should wrap up this week. All right. A lot of exciting announcements from the PlayStation Showcase and some new gameplay, some big surprises all that good stuff and it the the it will keep on rolling with street fighter 6 uh first impressions next week um but for right now we want to thank you guys so much for listening please follow us on our twitter at markers on the map listen to us on apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five-star rating interview download an episode subscribe all that good stuff you can also listen on spotify and google podcasts and we like to end every episode with a famous video game quote And this one is worthy of being the famous video game quote at the end of a PlayStation Showcase episode. And that quote is, you know, Ellie, we really are the 2064 read-only memories. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.